All right, hi, today I'm here with Emily Han, a sophomore at Daughtery Valley High School. We're gonna dive into her high school career and her life in the pandemic. So to start off, um, are you part of any clubs? And if so, which ones? And what do you do in each of the uh, each of those clubs? Yeah, so I'm actually involved in a lot of clubs, not only at my school, but also in the community. For instance, I've been doing speech and debate since I was in seventh grade. So it's been four years since I'm involved in the club and I compete at national tournaments all across the U.S., which is super cool. And I also participate in a lot of other public speaking clubs like Model United Nations. Um, and I'm actually one of the officers for the club next year, which is really exciting as well. And um, in the community, I really like volunteering and um, helping other people. So one of my roles is next year's club president for the Interact Service Club in Silicon Valley. And we have a lot of different international projects. Even during the pandemic, we still hold a lot of donation drives where we donate um, either it's like healthcare products for um, the healthcare frontline workers um, or other donation drives that we were able to um, gather funds from. And additionally, I'm also the executive admin at a congressional campaign in my area. And I think it's super cool because I get to get involved in a lot of policy, um, whether it's moderating different town hall meetings or, you know, being able to be a part of a force that's able to even reduce the cost of water bills during the pandemic, mm -hmm. which is super cool. And it reflects my central idea of creating tangible impacts on other people. Impressive. Um, and could you elaborate a bit more on like um, how your experience in those clubs have like personally affected you? Like um, what were mm -hmm. you, how'd you feel? And like, did you grow from it? Did you learn anything? Yeah, I think, um, when I first because a little bit more about my background I'm actually an immigrant so I came to California when I was 10 yeah. and I had a lot of like language barriers and I had some trouble with assimilation into a whole new environment mm -hmm. so speech and debate really helped me establish my confidence and my public speaking skills because um, when I was younger, I had a lot of confidence and it kind of went away after moving here because of like the cultural difference and all that. So speech and debate really helped me regain that confidence, which I really appreciate the activity for. And I think I'm able to learn a lot and grow a lot from the political campaign that I mentioned because I get to work with political figures on a daily basis and I get to get involved in policy writing. I get to get involved in um, a lot of different meetings where we will meet like mayors of different cities and city council members. So I think the entire like experience is just super cool and I learned so much from it. Definitely. And uh, lastly, um, could you cite like a specific example of something that happened in one of these clubs or something you're really proud of that you did it in one of these clubs? Yeah, so I would like to go back to um, what I was talking about earlier about the political campaign. So yep. um, I joined a political campaign this year in January, which is only like about three months ago. And the first project that I was involved with was called the Water Project, where um, in the Bay Area, there's a city called San Jose. And um, during the pandemic, one of the water companies tried to increase the GRC rates, which basically increased the cost of water bills. Um, so I was a part of the project um, and I led the project and we kind of 
emailed a lot of different like city officials, including like mayors, city council members. And we created a slideshow for the congressional candidate that we interned for to present at different meetings. And eventually we were able to reduce this year's um, water rate increase by around 8%, which I think it's super cool because like it's really like making tangible impacts on like thousands of people here. And I think that's like my biggest inspiration and motivation to like continue whatever I'm doing. Definitely. Interesting. Okay. And um, uh, you're, um, are you the, I'm not sure what your position is, but um, you're part of a nonprofit group called Make a Statement, right? Yeah, I'm actually the co-founder of Make All right. a Statement. Could you um, like tell us a little bit more about uh, your involvement in that? Yeah, so I actually co-founded a non-pro- um, nonprofit called Make a Statement like around a year ago. So it was inspired also by my background in public speaking, speech and debate, and um, those building confidence um, activities. So I really appreciate um, the activity speech and debate and how it helped me grow in terms of my public speaking skills. However, I did recognize that it was really hard for people to access public speaking education. I would have really introverted friends who are afraid to speak in front of the class or who are just afraid to like present themselves in other in front of other people. So I recognize like the lack of public speaking education, which is something I really wanted to change given my background as an immigrant who struggled with it, which is why I co-founded Make a Statement a year ago. And um, we were able to do a lot of cool stuff. We held a free summer camp. We had over, I think, 15 workshops. We invited a lot of professionals like the executive marketing director at Poshmark, um, Mr. Stephen Young. He was able to speak at one of our workshops about um, confidence building and public speaking. And um, we reached over 700 students from 25 different countries. And again, it's like the idea of being able to maybe help a kid who walks out of our program and the kid knowing that a kid is able to speak with a little bit more confidence is really rewarding. Amazing. Um, all right. So now moving on to um, high school, uh, you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. So you haven't gone through all of high school yet, but um, uh, you've definitely been through a little bit. So what are your uh, what are some of your favorite memories from high school so far? Yeah. So actually, to be like completely honest, my high school year basically stopped when COVID started like um, <laughs> last year in March. So yeah. I technically only got like three quarters of actual high school, Uh Um, but like my favorite memories was definitely in freshman year when there was like the first time homecoming. It was like so new to us. Like we didn't know like a dance can be so fancy. Um, It was like a huge leap from middle school to high school. So I really enjoyed those moments that we were able to establish before all the AP testings and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely one of my favorite memories. And uh, going along with that, what were some of the toughest memories that you ever had for high, um, your high school career? Uh, definitely like the first time and I was exposed to an honors class. Um, it was like one of the hardest math course at my school. I took honors yep. pre-calculus as a freshman. So um, it was like completely different than geometry or like any middle school classes would be. And it, like this year, the first time taking AP classes, um, it just, it's a whole new level of 
difficulty that like the middle school self definitely could not imagine. So it was really tough to like get used to like the kind of fast paced lessons and all that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And um, going along with that, uh, what were some of the hardest classes you've ever had to take and how'd you handle them? Yeah, so uh huh. So this year I'm taking five different APs. So I think personally for me, the hardest ones would be um, probably math or physics because I'm not a super STEM person. I like chemistry, but I'm not really into like math and stuff. So it's one of like the toughest classes for me this year. And how I will like deal with it is just to do a ton of like FRQ practices. Um, there's really nothing else you can do to help you prepare for the AP exam. So I've been doing a lot of that because the AP exam is coming up in less than a month. So yeah. Cool. And uh, you mentioned this before, but um, what was your initial reaction to the quarantine and uh, shifting to remote learning? Honestly, I I know a lot of people um, do not necessarily enjoy remote learning, but I think it really opened up new opportunities, at least for me, because um, for instance, like the internship I'm in, like normally it would require like you to go there every week and it's in a pretty far away place. I think the congressional district is about an hour away from where I live. So I think it really added more convenience to my living. But just in addition to that, for speech and debate, we were able to travel or virtually travel to a lot more tournaments um, on the other side of the country where like normally in a school year, we probably wouldn't have gone to. And I think it opened up a lot of opportunities like that, especially a lot of remote internships I'm involved with. I definitely wouldn't have had those opportunities if it weren't for quarantine and the whole transition into remote learning. So I would say that I'm, I, I'm not totally against it. Um, I do like miss the in-person memories, of course, but yep. I think overall it's been pretty rewarding as well. Interesting. Yeah, I can uh, see that point of view. Um, uh, for the congressional district, is that the same thing as uh, what you were doing with the mayor and the water piping? Oh, all right. Yeah, so, so could you mm -hmm. uh, just elaborate on that a bit more? Yeah, sure. So um, currently the campaign that I'm involved with is um, a political candidate who is running for Congress in California's 18th district. So um, the project I've been doing for the water project, reducing like the water rates, it was all involved with that campaign that I started interning for since January. And was actually lucky enough to be promoted um, just a week ago to the executive admin. So it was a really cool experience. And I think just being involved with political figures really gave me a lot more like insights on politics, which has been something that I was always interested about. Interesting. And now going back to the um, quarantine remote learning part, uh, you said that like um, you thought it was good in one way because you had access to all these internships. Um, what else in like all your experience, what do you think was the easiest part of uh, quarantine and remote learning? I, I definitely say the easiest part about it is it's so much like more convenient. You don't because normally for speech and debate tournaments, um, the ones that are a little bit more like a little bit further away we have to wake up at like five or like 5 30 and we will come back at midnight yeah. um but really during remote learning you get to sleep in until like eight and it ends like pretty early so 
it just it's super convenient um especially about like driving all around the places um i think that's definitely like one of the best thing about quarantine a lot um, less hassle okay. yeah definitely and um conversely what was the hardest part of quarantine and remote learning what yeah challenged you the most i think the hardest part was honestly at first i was not used to kind of like being in an alone environment where i had to um kind of start doing everything for myself like at school we had friends we could discuss some problems if we you know don't really understand this um we could like remind each other if an assignment is due or if we have a test or if there's like important meetings coming up but the toughest part was definitely at the beginning i had to like kind of adapt to the environment of being alone and um potentially shifting the focus more towards myself and it was kind of like really hard part for me because i was not necessarily used to being alone all the time um and i really enjoy talking to people so i think that was like one of the hardest parts of it and um uh to add to that how how do you uh stay calm and relaxed during the quarantine what coping mechanisms did you use yeah so um in the beginning of the quarantine when i was feeling lonely i rewatched the whole mcu series so the marvel cinematic universe all, all um, the movies yeah all 21 or now it's like 22 or 23 of them mm -hmm. and i'm really excited for the new one to come out the black widow movie in the summer but um, i think like binge watching movies was one of my biggest coping mechanism and um as our school started giving us like free zoom access um with the unlimited meeting time i started like zooming my friends and that was also one of my biggest coping mechanism to be able to like connect with the people just like we did um in normal times um but yeah i'd say like just relaxing and um if i'm feeling really stressed out i would just take a break on my couch and um, either read a book or watch some TikToks and just pass some times like that. Yeah, Zoom parties are super fun. Um, so anyway, um, I, I know you're a sophomore and you haven't gone through all of high school, but um, do you have any advice on high school, quarantine, remote learning, or anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, honestly, um, if I could like give an advice for like even myself like a year ago or like two years ago, I would say to um, kind of always be prepared, like always push yourself to learn new stuff and to earn new skills because you never know when an opportunity is going to come. And when the opportunity does come, like hold on to it and try your best, try everything you can. Um, yeah, and just don't do anything that you think you will regret later or don't not do anything that you think you will regret later. Very insightful. Well, um, that's all for today, folks. Thank you, Emily, for being here and sharing some insightful comments uh, with the Just Ask Teen community. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you.